peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. 
And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. What is going on friends and fam? How is everybody doing this Friday night? Hope we're all doing well. Uh, hello to everybody, all the fam over on pill.net as well as the Foxhole app as well as DLive and YouTube and Periscope and LinkedIn. I think we got a couple other ones out there too. So what is going on, fam? Hopefully everybody's doing great. And um, these episodes, of course, will be available. If you're watching right now, there's uh, some people that are always asking me, they're saying, hey, you know, YouTube's a pile of crap. I don't get notified anymore. I don't even know when, you know, you go live. I don't know when you drop new videos. Well, if you're watching this, just know that all the videos are on pilled.net as well as um, on the Foxhole app, as well as on Gab TV. Here shortly, there's some issues there downloading or uploading uh, the content there, um, but also on Rumble and BitChute. So huge thanks to Jason for all the mirroring that you do, taking these videos and putting them there. Huge thanks to Shahid, my brother. Thank you so much for, uh, let me check the comments here, because he, he is uh, keeping everything nice and clean and, uh, yeah, letting the fam have a good time. So appreciate you, uh, as well as Will, for all the things that you do behind the scenes. Of course, Tom, for sending out all the uh, Bitcoin and blockchain booklets, the, the hats and the hoodies and all the stuff that you do, Tom. Thank you. And of course, my son, Aaron. Love you, boy. Hopefully you're having a, a great dinner tonight, uh, Valentine's dinner with uh, with his girl. So awesome. So we're we're here alone tonight, just me and the dog and all the fam out there. So feel free to uh, hit us up or I guess hit me the dog up in the chat and I'll try to keep a better eye on the chat. Um, and answer things going forward. But it's going to be a really cool show, I think. Um, you know, there's a lot of scary things going on in the world right now, obviously, right? And we know that our vote doesn't count. But uh, we also know that there's this uh, financial doom slash apocalypse that could possibly happen uh, due to all the printing of money, uh, the government that's supposedly in charge, our central banks, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to take you 
you know, through a, a walk through history, so to speak, and kind of show you what's, you know, some of the, I guess, some of the failed, uh, I guess, uh, monetary policies of some of these different countries, uh, even our country, show you what prices were then, what prices are now, um, things that led to the downfall of some of these uh, countries. Um, and then uh, I've also got a life hack for you and, and a bunch of other stuff. It's going to be cool. Teach you how to speed read. Yeah. So speed reading, you know, something like, uh, see, I just retained all of that. You know, I'll teach you how to do that. Write the book, <laughs> write the book and you'll know exactly what it says. Right. But anyways, um, I digress. So, uh, first of all, um, anybody that wants uh, a Bitcoin or a blockchain booklet, and because crypto is just exploding right now. Let me just start by sharing my screen, so that way I can, you know, that way I'm not just pointing at something that uh, <laughs> y'all can't see. Let me do this really quick. Let me change the the branding super fast. Go here, there, boom. Remove this. Nope. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's uh, go over here. Really quick, do a couple things to touch on uh, for all your normie friends. For people that don't realize, you know, what has happened, please go to uh, my Gab post right here. It's just um, at Robert Beatles. It's the pinned comment right at the top. And we break down exactly what happened, um, how, you know, POTUS is still our POTUS and Biden is a complete fraudster. I don't care what YouTube has to say. Besides, <laughs> they just keep trimming the fam over there. Nobody gets notifications anyways. But we still red pill people on Gab TV in 46 million households. So that's uh, that's always fun when they think they're going to be learning about crypto. And I, I try to touch on it a little bit or financial instruments. And I, I touch on it a little bit, but open their eyes to things like this that they don't get to see on regular TV channels. So that's awesome. But um, I digress. So anyways, here you can see um, there's all these different links to to absolute proof to, you know, the Navarro reports, so this, some of the small clips uh, like this. This is a 60 second clip for people that have ADD and, you know, they don't have a, a really big attention span. You can, you can just show them that, right? Or you just give them all the links and just let them work through it. And I'm just going to keep adding to this as we go. All right. So it's just right there um, at Robert Beatles right there on Gab. All right. It's the first comment. You can't miss it. Uh, for anybody who wants, um, you know, a safe, secure place to where you are the monarch of your crypto, feel free to download the Monarch app on Google and Android. Okay. I'm also going to be breaking a little bit of news here for you. All right. So um, I'll also cover a little bit of news as well. So not only just the financial collapse and how to protect yourself and your family, which is super important because nobody's teaching this crap in school and they should be because it's not crap. It's what they're doing is crap. Um, but this isn't being taught in school. So um, I only, I only talk about things that um, I can either prove or I do myself. All right. And how, your, your greatest asset is yourself, your brain, right? Your intelligence, always learning and stuff like that. And I do it all the time. So I'll even give you an example of that um, at the end, all right? Something that I, even I do. All right. Um, also, for anybody that wants, you know, the, the Bitcoin or blockchain booklet, hats, hoodies, shirts, any of that kind of stuff, just join the, uh, the email list. We do not spam, okay? So you're not going to be getting emails from us every day or any of that kind of stuff. It's just free, all right? We even cover the shipping. Uh, huge thanks to Tom again. All right, so we just created a new video game, okay? I haven't told anybody yet, so everybody here is learning for the first time. But I just share it with a fam, um, and it's it's beta, okay? So it's only going to get better, but it's another way that blockchain works that you don't have to understand anything about blockchain. You don't you won't even know that blockchain is being used in this video game. Not only that, um, 
you actually, the, the game is free. Okay. It's free. And as you play it, you earn rewards, you earn points that you can redeem in cryptocurrency. So it's another way to get free crypto. Okay. So all you do is you just play the game. It's like an endless runner. Think like uh, Angry Birds or something along that line, where the longer you play, the more, um, the more you earn. You know, it's really cool. You have to watch out for your enemies. You got to watch out for the SEC van because, you know, they're going to take your money. You got to watch out for, you know, the, the good old bear market. You got to watch out for hackers, quantum computers, all that kind of stuff that are going to be in your path. And uh, you basically work your way up from, you know, princess to queen or from prince to king. And there's different little levels that you work your way through. Anyways, it's it's new. We, well, we've been working on it for over a year. But um, it, we just released it today. So this is the first time I've told anybody. We haven't done any press releases. I haven't done any partnerships. I haven't told any news outlets, anything. I'm just telling the fam here first. Um, feel free to download it. Right now, it's only on Android, okay? So it's only on Android right now. But it will be on Apple soon. Also, um, I don't believe the chat feature works yet, but it will. So you'll be able to chat with your friends all over the world uh, within the game, as well as challenge and uh, play your family and friends, um, like two-player, right within the game. So you could have an endless runner game. Um, we, we had it we had it in the game, but it was, it was glitchy. So I'm like, you know, let's just pull it. Let's make sure that it, uh, it works perfectly. And then we'll just do that as an update, okay? So we'll add the second player to where you could play, you know, your husband or your wife, you know, your kids, whatever you want, your best friend, people you don't even know, um, and chat with them too at the same time and earn credits you can redeem in cryptocurrency. How cool is that? All right, so it's called Bull Run, and it's on the Android store. So feel free to uh, to check it out, all right? Feel free to check it out. Let's uh, see what we got going over here on Pilled. What is going on, fam? Foxhole, what is up, fam? All right, so check the uh, chat really quick. So Scorp Brat 5 says, we're comfy here. What's up, Meter? What is going on, Freedom Fighter? What is up, Tamgur Rao? <laughs> and Galt Patriot. Uh, desktop version? No, not yet, not yet. It's, uh, it's only on Android um, so far, so you could use it for your uh, tablets or your phones, uh, things like that. You might be able to get... You know that's a good that's a good point. Um, you could probably get a um, you know like a web app that would do an Android feature system on your desktop and be able to play it that way. You could get like a virtual browser and do that. So, all right, I have rambled on enough about all of that. Um, let me check my notes here. Oh yeah, so I'm letting um, the whole, all all the fam know right now. Uh, feel free to break it. All right. Let me know if you have any bugs that you come across or there's something glitching out or issues. And just email me at cryptobeetles at gmail.com. Again, it's cryptobeetles at gmail.com. This way we can get everything kind of fixed. And uh, when we let the world know outside of the fam here and start bringing in all of our monster partners and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, we make sure that it doesn't have a lot of bugs, right? And we have some of those updates in place. So feel free, go nuts. Try to break it. Tell me all the things you, you love, you hate, you know, that um, you wish it had, all that kind of stuff. CryptoBeetles at gmail.com. All right. So today uh, we're going to start talking about uh, why uh, why everybody needs physical assets, okay? Um, it's, it's super, super important, especially right now, this time in history, when everything is just so up in the air. We don't know what's real. Um, you know, we, we know that um, our election was taken from us. We have all the proof in the world. It's just we don't have, um, I guess, uh, an outlet or like a news agency that's 
you know, that's being honest, that's covering it, courts that are actually hearing, hearing the, uh, you know, the facts. So it's a really disturbing time, especially when we know we have a, uh, we, we have a, a fake, right? We have an imposter, we have a fraud, fraudster, right? That's supposedly um, representing us, which we all know isn't true. So it's very, very important that everybody is able to handle their finances because you don't want to be uh, homeless. Uh, you don't want to be um, taken advantage of by the system. You don't want to be, um, you know, hurting um, as so many people already are because of all these lockdowns and all these uh, small businesses that have shuttered and uh, people that have lost their jobs. Uh, it's uh, it's just awful what's happening, but it could get way worse if we look at history. So I'm going to take, take the fam through a walk through history a little bit, uh, just show you some of the extreme cases. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but a version of it could. Uh, it very well could if you look at all the indicators and I'm going to show you the data. All right, I'm not just, this isn't just speculation. I'm going to show you the data, show you the proof and show you what's historically worked in times like this. Okay. Um, I'm also going to teach you, like I said, a, a speed reading hack. All right. I think that is uh, really, um, really uh, in, in, uh, impactful and it's really great to, um, to help with learning because we always have to be better you know, tomorrow than we were today. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about um, some, some specific examples and show you how prices in 1913 versus today, what, what the difference is, who prospered, who lost, uh, what could happen today if history repeats itself. And we all know that um, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Um, we're also going to show you some of the, um, some of the variables that are out there. Um, or I'm also going to show you a video at the end where a senator is caught on film, which y'all might have seen, I'm not sure yet, but I've got this little clip that uh, JJ sent me, so appreciate you, brother. Um, and I'm gonna share that with the fam here tonight. Uh, it's a senator um, that's caught on film, basically in like a Project Veritas type setting. So it's gonna be, uh, yeah, it's gonna be something that uh, I think everybody needs to see, all right? It also talks about uh, Cocaine Mitch and his um, you know, possible role in this hoax according to uh, the senator. So let's start off first with uh, hyperinflation, okay? So hyperinflation. How do you get to hyperinflation? Well, you have bad monetary policies. You have uh, really bad uh, politicians and legislature. Um, you have the overprinting of money, okay? Um, and then you have the citizens that stop believing in their currency. In other words, they say, you know what? They print so much of this stuff, it's really not worth anything anymore. I mean, if you look at the U.S., it's like, well, why is our currency even worth anything anyways? It's like, well, um, as I'll show you through the debt clock and through everything else, we have uh, the world's you know, foremost, most badass military on the planet, right? Um, so we have that going for us, at least until Biden finds a way to screw that up, too, as he's coming for our guns, which I will mention that news article uh, towards the end. But um, anyways, when the citizens basically, they stop believing in their currency or it's printed into extinction or you have really bad monetary policies and politicians that are, you know, working for themselves and their own special interests versus for us, you see these indicators, you see things that happens and how uh, these countries fall. No different. If you just look at, um, if you just go to the usdebtclock.org, um, you can see that our national debt is right now about $28 trillion, okay? So $28 trillion, that doesn't take into account the $1.9 trillion that uh, they're going to be, you know, printing, because let's make it, let's make it very clear right now. It's not like they have $1.9 trillion in the bank, right? So they're going to be printing that for that uh, RONA uh, relief package, where they've showed us where $100 billion goes, but don't show us where the $1.8 trillion goes, right? So... If history, you know, 
proves that uh, it repeats itself, we know that it's probably not in the best interest of us where that money's going. And if you just take a quick, uh, simple look here, I'm not going to explain every single little field here to you, and we'll be here all night, but you can look at the basics, and you can see that our national debt is about $28 trillion. You can see that the federal tax revenue is about $3.5 trillion. You can see that our total U.S. Uh, you know, gross domestic product, all right, so basically how much money a country makes is about $21 trillion. But what they don't want to tell you and they don't want to talk about is what is the unfunded debt and the interest on this 27, almost $28 trillion, $82 trillion, $82.5 trillion. That's the unfunded debt and interest. And God only knows if all these numbers are actually true because we're trusting the government, right? It could be way worse, all right? Because we know, as, we, as I take you through these different um, examples in time, uh, a lot of the time the, uh, the info and the data uh, wasn't correct, or it would be changing um, within an hour. All right, so like what what the dollar would be worth in a you know um, right now would be worth maybe ninety eight percent less in an hour. All right, so I'll take you through some of those examples, but I just wanted to show you kind of the the state of the republic fiscally speaking, with an eighty two and a half trillion dollar unfunded unfunded debt and interest balance that is owed. Not to mention, they only bring in $3.5 trillion, um, if, if this is even correct. You got your hundreds, thousands, millions, billions, trillions. Yeah. So, yeah, scary, scary stuff. You can't even put, you can't even wrap your mind around how much money that is. All right. So, what is hyperinflation? Start off right there. So, I'm just go right here to Investopedia. I know it's a pedia, but whatever. You, you'll get the idea, and I'll explain uh, more of this as we go along in, in simple uh, crayon. All right. Um, so it says here, hyperinflation is a term to describe rapid, excessive, and out of control general price increases in an economy. While inflation is a measure of the pace of rising prices for goods and services, hyperinflation is rapidly rising inflation, typically measuring more than 50% per month. Although hyperinflation is a rare event for developed economies, it has occurred many times throughout history in countries such as China, Germany, Russia, Hungary, and Argentina. Okay. Now, um, in plain speak, what is um, hyperinflation? Think of it as like a hidden, uh, I guess, let's start with inflation or hyperinflation. It, it's essentially a hidden tax. It's something that you're paying that you see in the price tag of an asset or milk, <laughs> right, or eggs, but you think the price of eggs or milk just went up, but really it's it's this hidden tax called inflation, okay? They're printing so much money that if they started out with $100 and now it's at $1,000, they printed $1,000, that's a tenfold in the money supply. You just lost 90% of your freaking money, the value of it, because they just increased it by 900. You follow me so far? So this is really important. And I know a lot of people say, oh yeah, I know all this stuff. It's like, okay, well, if you do, well, then stick around because maybe maybe you don't know as much as you think you do. But uh, so I'm going to take you through three examples. There are literally uh, dozens and dozens, but there's so many. And I've got a couple little articles here. I'm just going to cherry pick. And I suggest you read the entire um, articles in their entirety um, if you so choose. But I'm just going to go over just some of the basics in the article. All right. So it says back when Serbians were the world's poorest billionaires. All right. So this here was originally in Vice Serbia. It says when Yugoslavia fell apart, 
Serbia was the only of the former partner republics that kept the dinar as its currency. The United Semi-Communist dream of Yugoslavia had crumbled, and the dinar had crumbled with it. Because of years of bad economic policy and later international sanctions imposed on Serbia for its role in the Balkan Wars, Serbia experienced some of the worst hyperinflation in the history of the late 80s and early 90s. There was hardly anything produced in the country, with and with sanctions on import and export, prices went crazy. The central bank in Yugoslavia started pumping out new paper money without backing its value or controlling it in any way. More and more zeros were added to the new notes. So Serbians were billionaires for a while, but very poor ones at that. So remember, uh, I think it's 71, the, um, the physical assets uh, backing like the U.S. dollar disappeared. It only became worth something because the government told it it was worth something, is worth something, and we believe them. All right. There is no physical. You can't take your dollar bill into a bank and say, give me a dollar of gold or a dollar of silver. It's not how it works. It's, it's not backed by that. All right. So um, obviously you could buy if the dollar stays solid right now, a, you know, a dollar of silver or a dollar of gold. But there's not that backing it. You follow me? So if the dollar dropped 90 percent in value, but it still said one dollar on it, you're not going to get, you know, a dollar of silver. You would get 10 cents of silver. You follow me so far? There's nothing backing it, all right? It's not in trend. It's, it's, it's just fiat money, all right? It's fiat. Uh, let's see if I have anything. I think I highlighted at the end of this. Yeah, just, just a tiny little bit. So here in Yugoslavia, when inflation in Yugoslavia reached its peak in January of 94, 1994, not so long ago, what, 27 years ago, at 313 million percent, so inflation, 313 million percent inflation. Ridiculous, right? And this isn't even the worst case. All right, we're going to get into the quadrillions in the second, uh, third, third case study. All right, so a series of strict economic measures brought it to its end. Finally, it made sense again to carry dinar banknotes in Serbia for longer than a day. All right, so um, what, what causes inflation? All right, so again, it's typically... When your central bank goes bat crap crazy, all right, starts printing stuff that there's no money behind, there's no assets behind it, politicians and uh, people that are in power with, I guess, the financial decisions of a country aren't doing what's fiscally sane, all right? And we're seeing that every single day in the U.S. All right, so that's those are some of the, uh, the reasons why um, inflation, hyperinflation occurs. Usually central banks, usually politicians, usually really poor fiscal responsibility. And then the citizens say, this money is crap. All right. I wouldn't wipe my butt with it. Next, we're going to talk about Zimbabwe. Okay. So Zimbabwe. So in 2008, okay. So we're talking 12, 13 years ago, Zimbabwe had the second highest incidence of hyperinflation on record. The estimated inflation rate for November of 2008 was at... Uh, let's see, hundreds, thousands, millions, 79 billion. <laughs> so 79.6 billion percent. Okay. I mean, if you're holding paper fiat money at this time, you are hosed. It's it's a wrap. It is over. All right. Let me just double check uh, the chat. Make sure everybody can still hear me fine. What is up, fam? What is going on, everybody? Uh, let's see here. Yep. Looks like everything is cool. All right, let me go back to where I was at. 
All right, so let me read the next part. And again, I just took little excerpts, all right? That is effectively a daily inflation rate of 98%. Roughly every day, prices would double. It was also a time of real hardship and poverty with an unemployment rate of close to 80% uh, and a virtual breakdown in normal economic activity. The hyperinflation was caused by printing uh, money in response to a series of economic shocks. The highest hyperinflation rate in Hungary uh, in 1946 with a daily inflation rate of 195%. Or I will talk about Hungary next because that is the biggest uh, case study you can find on uh, hyperinflation. All right. So I think that's all that I highlighted here to go over. Yep. All right. So the next one, we're going to talk about Hungary. All right. So the worst case of hyper, hyperinflation in history. All right. It says, if you were to ask most people which country suffered the worst inflation in history, they would answer Germany, since Germany's hyperinflation after World War I is probably the most famous. By 1923, the German, uh, when Germany finally put to an end its hyperinflation, it took one trillion old marks to get one new retin mark. As devastating as the German uh, inflation was, there were three hyperinflations that made the German case look amateurish. Hungary, 1946, which we're covering right now, Yugoslavia, which we just covered, and Zimbabwe. Um, of these three, Hungary was the worst of them all. All right, so to see how quickly the money supply rose, consider the fact that the currency in circulation stood at 25 billion pango in July of 45, rose to 1.646 trillion by January of 1946 to 65 quadrillion. Right, 65 quadrillion pango in May of 46 and to 47 septillion pango by July of 46. That, that's wow, the people were wrecked. How bad was the inflation? Uh, something that cost 379 pango in September of 45 cost 72,330 uh, pango by January of 45. 453,886 pango in February, 35,790,000 in March, and then by April, 11.26 billion pango in May, all right? Um, and then in June, it hit 90, 954 trillion pango by June 30th, all right? 3 billion pango by July 7th. Um, 11 trillion billion pango by July 15th and 1 trillion trillion pango by July 22nd of 46. So that started off at 379 pango and then went to 1 trillion trillion pango. All right. I mean, that's that's like in less than a year. OK, obviously, the inflation was devastating to the mathematically challenged. At the height of inflation, uh, prices were rising at the rate of 150,000% per day. Uh, by then, the government had stopped collecting taxes altogether because even a single day's delay in collecting taxes wiped out the value of money the government collected. Before the war in 41, there were five pango to the U.S. dollar. In June of 44, there were 33 pango to the U.S. dollar. And in August of 45, when the real hyperinflation began, there were already 1,320 pango to the USD. Then when the pango collapsed, there was 100,000 pango to the USD by November of 45, 1.75 million by March of 46, 59 billion by April of 46, 
42 quadrillion by May of 46, and then 460 trillion trillion. So that's a quadrillion by July of 46. Crazy, right? Who paid the price of the inflation? First off, the workers did. So imagine you go to work, you, you clock in, um, they're, you're getting, you got to get like paid every, you know, like every minute because you got to run down and buy some milk or eggs or something, right? Uh, because you know that at the end of your shift, uh, you basically, you're at a deficit every single day. You're, you're losing money just by showing up to work. So who paid the price of inflation? First off, the workers did. Real wages fell by over 80% as a result of the inflation. And though the workers had jobs, they were pushed into poverty by the hyperinflation. Creditors were wiped out, but production did recover. And by August of 46, the penga was replaced by the forint, which Hungary still uses today. So did the inflation achieve the goal of stimulating production? The hyperinflation did rise Hungary's industrial capacity, got the railroads moving again, and got much of the capital stock replaced. However, workers lost 80% of their wages, and creditors were wiped out. Politically, however, Hungary's fate was sealed by the communists, who eventually seized power and turned the Republic of Hungary into the People's Republic of Hungary in 49, with a new constitution modeled on that of the Soviet Union. So the reason why I'm gonna talk about this, and then I'm gonna talk about how you uh, constantly are getting better and more educated and understand finances a lot better is because um, the, the best capital you can have is I guess human capital or your own intelligence. Because when communism hits, right? When things like this happen, the, the workers, the landowners, the people, uh, the business owners, they're typically, um, their wealth, usually erodes and their property is usually taken and given to other people that don't know what to do with it. And I could give you countless um, examples of this, but they, they seize land, they seize money, they seize businesses, and they give it to other people. But, you know, to quote Biden in his globalist people, if you're smart enough and you know how to build wealth, um, you can go somewhere else and build back better. <laughs> All right. It's the only use of the term I will probably ever use. Um, but if you have the the brain capital, the intelligence, um, even if the worst thing comes to worse, as long as you know um, how to, you know, basically create wealth or keep wealth or hide wealth, things like that, no matter where you go, um, you'll have the intelligence to do that. You won't end up um, being put out like a cigarette by the government's boot. All right. So not to say it'll come to that, all right? But it's best to be prepared, right? It's better to have the need, all right? All right, so uh, Gresham's Law. This is um, this is uh, very solid. Um, let me take a quick look here really quick at the chat. Uh, looks like everything is cool. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so Dr. Genius, <laughs> Q-Quack. Yeah, um, YouTube has completely kept people from getting notifications. They trimmed 150,000 family members from the channel and uh, people, you know, aren't getting notifications and they're just, they've labeled us as a, as a Q channel, like, and we don't ever do drops or any of that kind of stuff. Um, Yvonne says, Robert can show us where to get compounding interest. Yeah, yeah, I did a video not too long ago. You can get that, um, again, just by having a... Uh, you know, like a like an E-Trade type account where you invest in something like the S&P 500 
and you have the dividends in your royalties go right back into your E-Trade account to reinvest back into those stocks and it begins compounding because it's interest on interest, okay? So you can do it in all kinds of different ways. I don't recommend bank accounts because they pay the least amount of interest. It's best if you find things um, that uh, pay you dividends that you can re reinvest back into um, the, uh, the asset, right, that you're holding, whether it's uh, life insurance, like whole life insurance, whether it's like the S&P 500, that's what Warren Buffett talks about a lot, which is at a consistent 10% uh, return over the past like 100 years. So things like that are great. Um, let's see here. But if you use your bank account, you're going to lose all your money for the most part. I think it would take like, uh, what is it like 14,000 years or something to like double your money in a, in a typical bank account. You know, it's something ridiculous. My math is probably off there, but I, it was so ludicrous and ridiculous. I, it's not even an option leaving money in a bank account, trying to get compound interest. Um, if you look at Ben Franklin on 4%, you know, that uh, 2,000 initial sterling pounds that he put in, which is equivalent of about 8,800, um, 450. So like 8,800 and, you know, like $45 or something like that. I don't know, 8,450 bucks, something like that, depending on, uh, you know, the prices in like uh, 1789 versus what they are now, uh, the price of the, the dollar, the pound, whatever you want to call it back then. He, uh, it would have been uh, like 22 million or more. And that's at 4%. Had he gone to like an S&P 500 and been more aggressive in his, uh, you know, in his trading, or I guess in his investments, it would have been like $1.6 billion over that 200 you know, year period. So think about it. You know, you have $2,000, you put a thousand in Boston, a thousand in Philadelphia, which adjusted for inflation today is like uh, 8,450, 8,450 bucks or something like that. It would be, 1.6 billion dollars <laughs> you know 200 years later so that shows you the power of uh compound interest all right so anyways gresham's law all right i digress for a minute i just looked at the chat trying to help uh digibyte and it says celsius yep celsius there uh, it's a way to earn interest as well and on the payouts on mondays uh, instead of just you know reaping the rewards of your interest and just taking it you could reinvest it back in as well uh, so what is Gresham's Law? So Gresham's Law is the monetary principle that bad money drives out good money. It is primarily used for consideration and application in currency markets. All right, so Gresham's Law was originally based on the composition of minted coins and the value of precious metals used in them. However, since the abandonment of metallic currency standards, the theory has been applied to relative stability of different currencies' values. In global markets. So, in other words, the um, you know the uh, the bad money it drives out the good. Okay, so very very simple concept. Um, now, how do we um, kind of hedge ourselves, or not really hedge, but how do we protect ourselves uh, from inflation, from hyperinflation? I'm going to give you a whole bunch of examples. Okay, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of examples, and I think one of the best examples. Uh, comes from President Hoover. Okay, so in 1933, he said that um, <laughs> he said we have gold. All right, so we have gold because we can't trust the governments. Okay, so that's President Hoover in 1933. He says we have gold because we can't trust the governments. So I'm going to start talking about physical assets a little bit. We talked about Grisham's Law just a little bit. Um, now we're going to start moving on to. Um, ways to protect ourselves all right so what is a physical asset let's start there a physical asset is an item of economic commercial or exchange value that has a material existence 
Physical assets are also known as tangible assets. For most businesses, physical assets usually refer to properties, equipment, and inventory. Physical assets are the opposite of intangible assets, which include things such as brand names, patents, trademarks, leases, computer programs, customer lists, franchise agreements, domain names, or trade secrets. So there is some value in that stuff. It's um, This is just a very technical physical asset term that a lot of corporations use when they're doing uh, their taxes and financial reports, things like that. Okay, so let's talk about how inflation. Let's talk about where money was in 1913, and let's talk about where money is now, okay? So we're gonna look at asset values. So a lot of people back in the day, um, you know, the people that held assets, and we're gonna go through some of what these things are, okay? Because there's a long list, there's a long list. We're gonna show, what it cost then to, to buy that and what it would cost now in today's dollars to buy that. All right, so let's let's take a look at gold, okay? Because Hoover said, you know, gold, right? We have gold because we can't trust the governments. So let's take a look back at 1913. So in 1913, gold was at $20, $20.67 per ounce. Okay, so $20.67 per ounce. What is it today? $1,829. Let's see if it's adjusted. $1,824.30. All right. So it went from 20 bucks to over 1800 bucks. Okay. In the span of about 108 years or something like that. Okay. So in 108 years, 20 bucks, 1800 bucks. Okay. That's the dollar. All right. That's what we call inflation. We haven't seen hyperinflation yet. Let's take a look at silver. All right. So we had, um, my good friend on Josh Fair, uh, the owner and founder of Scottsdale Mint. Uh, we'll, we're going to start bringing him on once a month uh, to talk about you know precious metals and uh, different different types of investments and different types of things that are information only, never financial advice. Okay, let me be clear: nothing here is ever financial advice. It's only strictly information. What you do with it is up to you. Everybody has to do what is best for them. All I can do is present the evidence and the information and let you decide as the jury what to do with it. All right, so the silver is at 58 cents per ounce, all right? So 58 cents per ounce. We saw it run up to, what, 31? At one time, it hit 50. Uh, currently, right now, it's at $27.07. Uh, let's refresh this. $27.05, okay? So it went from 58 cents to $27.05. So gold basically 100x, okay? Gold over the 108 years has a 100x and silver has about 50x, all right? So it's about 50x. Next, we're gonna talk about um, the S&P 500, okay? So the S&P 500 is made up of like 500 of the of the biggest corporations in the United States, okay? Uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's liquid assets, it's a financial instrument, financial asset, something you can invest in through E-Trade or Scott's Trade or uh, Robinhood if you wanna go that route or your own broker or something like that. It historically over the past 100 years is netted about a 10% gain for their investors. So that's pretty good because we know the rate of inflation is somewhere between three to 4%. So they tell us, but as they keep printing money, we really don't know what it is because they printed so much. Um, there hasn't been that reset of sorts. And I don't mean that crazy reset they want. I just meant there hasn't been that accounting yet that's really hit. They just say, oh, it's 3% or whatever. But it's like, dude, you just print $1.9 trillion. How is it 3% that didn't affect anything? I call it BS, right? So anyways, if you invest in the S&P 500 back in 1913, it would cost you $9.30. So $9.30 back in 1913. Let's see what it is today. 
$3,934.83. That is a, if I remember right, about a 425% gain. So, no, sorry, uh, 425X. <laughs> sorry, 425X. <laughs> so it's, you know, basically 425 times over. You know what I mean? Like from your initial nine bucks, 425X. Crazy. We're talking like Bitcoin stuff, right? Next, let's look at what, um, and this is only 2008. I couldn't find a calculator that brought it up to 2021. So forgive me, even these prices look better than probably... <laughs> How it is today all right so back in 1913 you could have bought a gallon of milk for 32 cents so in 2008 it was four bucks all right so bread six cents a dollar 37 in 2008 eggs 30 cents two dollars and 16 cents the average wage 1296 dollars in 2008 37,388 um so anyways you're, you're kind of getting the idea right especially when you look at the houses so house is another amazing asset, right? Not if you own a crap ton of money on it and the market drops, but um, it, when when you hold uh, real estate for long periods of time, and even sometimes in some cases, short periods of time, you can see what happens. So it goes from uh, $3,395 for the average price of a home in the United States in 1913 to in 2008 at $206,200 for the average home in the United States, which is a 6,000% a gain, all right? Look at cars, they were about 490 bucks in 1913. Uh, in 2008, they're $27,800. All right, definitely know this is wrong because um, gas was at 12 cents in 2008, it was $1.50, and now I, it's at three something again, at least in California and Nevada. It's um, like 330, uh, 390 for uh, uh, the higher octane. Crazy, right? So, anyways, that just kind of tells you what happened was it because milk became more valuable no it's because the dollar became less valuable how does that happen it happens through inflation that is what we call the hidden tax because it it affects you in the price of things that you're buying you think the store is just trying to rape you but really in actuality it's the government Okay, it is the government that always causes inflation it has nothing to do with us the people all right, you can see they have the U.S. total debt at $82 trillion, and that's the unfunded debt and interest. The news just talks about the $28 trillion and kind of downplays it. But you got to 4X that almost, and you're at $82.5 trillion freaking dollars. It's, it's, it's unsustainable. This is unsustainable. Something is going to happen here. I'm just telling you. I don't know if it's going to be today, tomorrow, next week, uh, a year from now, four years from now. I don't know, but something is coming. I can just tell you this right now. If you read my books back from, you know, 2010, I was telling the fam to buy a silver at three bucks. You know, I was, I mean, it's just something was going to happen. I knew it was uh, something is going to happen here. I'm just telling you, this is not sustainable. Uh, people aren't talking about this. They need to be looking at inflation and possibly hyperinflation. Granted, hyperinflation typically happens um, after wars, right? Usually it has to do with, you know, a bad government, bad central banks, bad policies, and usually war has something to do with it. But I mean, if you look at Biden, if he's supposed to be the one that's really representing us, he's already shunning Israel. Like he hasn't even taken their phone calls, hasn't even given them, uh, you know, the time of day and refuses to call them an ally of the United States. Can't make it up. I'm not telling, I'm not, I'm making this up. I can uh, show you the articles. His team isn't calling Israel an ally of the United States. 
Um, and we know what, what happened with uh, Biden and Obama, um, you know, in their, uh, their reign, right? Uh, endless wars. Trump, first time in decades, no wars, bringing our troops home, doing all the right things. And we all know he is our POTUS, all right? But if we can't just hope for the best, we have to prepare for the worst, all right? So that's why we're going through all this stuff. So I'm going to run through a list, okay? Um, and this is just something that I, I typed up um, really quick in my notes. I'm not going to go through a page um, for every single one of these things. All right, so um, what are physical assets? How do you protect yourself against um, hyperinflation, against inflation? And this is just general stuff here, okay? This is stuff that um, are things that I've done myself, okay? Um, these are things that over the course of history have retained value when the fiat paper currency isn't worth the money it's printed on, right? So the paper essentially becomes as worth as much as it costs to print that piece of paper. It doesn't matter what it says the face, you know, face value of that currency is. It could say $60 trillion on the front of it. But if nobody accepts that as $60 trillion, it's, it's worth whatever the printer charges you to print it, as we've seen countless times throughout history. All right, so let's start off simple here. Things that anybody can do. All right, so you've got things like coins. All right, so uh, it could just be, you know, regular types of coins. Okay, it could be uh, junk silver, things like that. Uh, you could have like stamp collections. Okay, you could have um, your gold and silver, precious metals and coins or junk metals, uh, bars, bullion, all that kind of stuff. I don't recommend that people spend extra money buying these intrinsic coins, these, you know, like, like a Trump, you know, um, like a, a one ounce silver uh, coin. As much as we love Trump, um, we don't want to pay $10 over spot price of silver. So let's just say that, you know, the silver coin uh, sells for $37 but the actual value of the one ounce of silver is only $27. You've just lost $10, okay? So I recommend you buy junk silver or bullion, all right? And again, I don't recommend anything. This is just information only, not financial advice. So me personally, I would buy the junk silver or the silver bullion so I get $27 worth of silver versus $27 worth of silver paid at a $37 price tag. Follow me? Okay, uh, gold, same thing. Uh, jewelry, all right? So jewelry is tend to, um, you know, hold its value through all types of inflation, wars, hyperinflation, all those kinds of things. Uh, even sports cards, comic books, collectibles, things like that. Um, artwork, these things, you know, all hold value. Uh, not all of them. I mean, you could, if you have your, you know, your four-year-old uh, finger paint you, the Mona Lisa or something like that, it may be priceless to you, but good luck, uh, you know, getting somebody to pay you a trillion dollars for it, right? So um, you know, I, I guess it would be recognized pieces of art that already have kind of a fixed value associated with them. So that way, you already know that there's been like a predetermined value placed on that piece of art or that comic book or that baseball or football or hockey card or NBA card or NFL card, whatever it is, things like that. Uh, vehicles, so whether it's, you know, your own personal car, your boat, uh, you know, your riding lawnmower, your, um, your tractor, things like that, they're still going to cost money if whatever, whatever happens at the end, 
people that want to maintain, uh, you know, their, their methods of transportation or keeping the uh, the maintenance on their on their homes and you know their gardens or whatever their fields their farms they're gonna need tractors heavy equipment uh, earth moving machines you know things like that right um, of course you've got real estate so we showed you that you know the the common home was what like three thousand dollars or something and then it uh, jumped to um, two hundred and six thousand dollars or something. Yeah, so real estate, yeah, $3,395 back in 1913 to 206200 So if you look at like Bill Gates, he's been, now he's the largest farmer in freaking the United States. He went out and bought all that land. Why? Well, he could have nefarious reasons behind. Maybe he wants to take over the crops. Maybe he wants to introduce some new GMO. Who knows? Who knows? But what we do know is that land is going to be worth a lot more than just, um, you know, the billion dollars that he paid or how many billions he paid. Uh, sitting in his bank account. All right. So real estate. Uh, let's see here. Also, um, electronics, some forms of electronics, not all, but some, you know, you get like uh, your GPU miners, your, uh, your Bitcoin miners, things like that, that can actually, you know, produce wealth. Um, those, those would end up holding value, I would think, in some, um, in some manner versus just holding uh, fiat currency in the bank or under your mattress or things like that. Uh, crypto. So crypto isn't necessarily a physical asset. It's more of a financial asset that is a liquid asset. So you could take your um, your cryptocurrency and turn it into a liquid asset and purchase physical assets with it. So things like crypto, um, things like uh, the S&P 500, some stocks, um, maybe things like some bonds, but you got to be really careful with bonds because you know, if it's bonds in the United States and the United States goes under, well, then those bonds are going under too. So bonds, I'm, I'm a little reluctant, but you can buy corporate bonds, all right? So uh, some of my investments are in corporate bonds because they are very solid, stable, reliable, and they're not as um, volatile as some other uh, financial assets and instruments. So I do hold some corporate bonds uh, in some, some corporations. So those are those are all some of the things that um, typically do well for the most part through um, inflation and hyperinflation. Money sitting in your bank account is probably a really really bad idea. Okay, just information, just going off of history, not going off of financial advice. Uh, CP says that is a very deep topic. Middle East has been targeted for decades. Empathy allows a person to grasp the impact U.S. policy has had on reality for the people in the Middle East. That is very, very true. Uh, Digibyte um, obviously talks about the Second Amendment. Again, that is uh, very, very true. So things that have to do with the Second Amendment, we all know what they are. Those, of course, um, hold value. Food, right? Crops, those physical assets. Uh, storable food, right? Those things hold value because somebody's willing to pay whatever, you know, whatever it is they have to um, essentially eat or, you know, protect themselves, right? So you're able to barter, okay? And this is all like, you know, to that point, at, at that point, that's like worst case scenario. I'm just showing you how to protect, how I protect my wealth, um, you know, in different asset classes against inflation, against hyperinflation. Again, these are only things that I do. Um, and so it's up to you whether you want to do them or not. But you can see that it, uh, at uh, 82.4 uh, 
it's such a big number, $82.5 trillion, okay? Uh, that's the unfunded liability in the U.S. This cannot continue. It, it just can't. I mean, yes, we have, you know, the world's most badass army. For how long? I don't know. I mean, we know that uh, Biden, you know, spent two hours on the, fo- on the phone with, with Xi. What were they talking about? You know, now do they report to Xi? Who knows? You know, we all know what's what's going on, right? So, all right. Um, so one of the things that I talk about, too, I'm just checking the chat really quick here. Let me check over here on Foxhole once it loads up for me. Um, so Old Patriot 243, I talked about gold and silver. It's definitely in there. Um, uh, gold Patriot's asking thoughts on how high gold will go and in what time frame. So, you know, gold and silver... Um, like in 2010, when I released, here's what you do. Uh, silver was at three. I believe I had said in there it could go, um, you know, much, much higher. Um, it hit 50. All right. So, and I said it would do it in, I forget how many years I said, I, I think three or four years. Um, as far as, you know, right now there, we've got a house of cards. Our, our financial system is a house of cards. We really don't know. I mean, it could happen overnight. You know, look at Bitcoin. People thought I was crazy back in 2011 talking about Bitcoin. Thought it was nuts. Thought it was nuts, you know, at the beginning of this year. They're like, it's three, you know, beginning of last year. It's like, it's $3,000. Beatles, you've lost your mind. You're an idiot. You know, you just lost all that money. I'm like, dude, I was buying this stuff in under a penny. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I was telling them back then, you know, it's going to be worth something. People thought I was nuts. Um, you know, when it was at 1,500, people thought I was nuts. Um, you know, when is it 3,600 people thought I was nuts, especially when it had a uh, like a 20, 21,000 dollar um, all time high back in around January of 2017, 2018. So um, things can happen overnight. Yeah, it really can. And just how bad is it going to get? What's Biden going to do? Right. Um, we Operation Sunlight, man. I'm telling you, fam, we have to expose all these traders. Um, we have to expose these traders. We can't let this stand. We can't let us be, you know, run by these, uh, these fraudsters. We all know what happened. All right. Um, so freedom fighter says, how do you decide which crypto to buy? So me personally, um, it's number one, you start off with, you have X amount of dollars that you do not care if you lose. So if you have a hundred dollars and you're like, I'm just going to put it into cryptocurrency. I don't care if I lose it. Um, I'm just going to do this. It's a game for me. So that's the first rule of crypto, all right? Never invest in anything you're not 100% willing to lose, period. I've said this from day one. When me and the kids started this channel for, for a family and for our friends so we didn't have to keep repeating ourselves over and over again, first thing I said, if you watch the first video, it's the only video I ever swear in, telling them how risky this stuff is. Um, so it's the only video I've ever sweared it, to my knowledge. So that was my very first video, video back on um, Christmas Eve 2017. All right, uh, which cryptos do I typically buy? So um, first of all, it has to align with my beliefs. It has to be something that makes sense to me, something that I believe in, something that I feel brings value to the world. It's not just something that my buddy told me about and says, hey, man, if you buy this, it's going to 10x. Typically, those trades, 97 percent of the time, don't work out. And then you end up presenting your buddy. <laughs> all right. So I look at the project. I see, does this resonate with me? Do I like the idea? Does this make sense? Because make, make, make sure you understand. Cryptocurrency is kind of like a stock, okay? And then the blockchain that it runs on is kind of the corporation. It's the most simplistic way I can put it. Bitcoin is the only exception to that, okay? So Ethereum, the blockchain, is pretty much the corporation, the business, founded by Vitaly Buterin and a bunch of other people, moved into a trust of sorts, a a committee of sorts, um, you know, 
whatever, however you want to look at it. But the Ethereum tokens themselves are like stocks. Sorry, the Ethereum coins themselves are like the stocks. The Ethereum tokens, which are a lot of these thousands of other uh, cryptocurrency companies that have basically created an Ethereum token that runs on the Ethereum blockchain, that everybody has to pay the Ethereum blockchain in money, transaction fees to send their ERC-20 or Ethereum tokens. So Ethereum is the coin, like Monarch token, you know, is a derivative of Ethereum. Uh, so it rides along the Ethereum blockchain. So again, think of cryptocurrencies as stocks. Think of the blockchains as the business, okay? Um, so that was a long ramble. Oh, well, so anyways, make sure you find the value. Uh, that make sure um, you know it, it, it resonates with you. Make sure you check out the team. Make sure that the team is solid. Make sure they have funding. Make sure that they have a use case. Make sure that they have a um, you know kind of like a following. Make sure they have um, you know there's there's some excitement behind it, and then it offers real world value. And then when you buy it, you know it's just something you just kind of place your bet because that's what it is, and then you just let it ride. And if you lose it, no big deal. Um, obviously, people think that Bitcoin and Ethereum is going to go to the moon. Um, who knows? You know, um, I've got lots of friends that say it's going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. I don't know. But um, I'm definitely not complaining about uh, the prices of crypto. Okay, um, let's go ahead here and uh, talk a little bit about um, your education. Okay, so this is things that you, you retain, you learn, you know, that protects you against these bad things happening. OK, um, think about it um, in terms of like if the commies take over and kick you out of your house and, and your your um, your business, um, you'll still have the ability to, like I said in the beginning, to build back better. All right. So this is probably the only video I ever say that on because we all know it comes from the globalists, but I'm using their words against them. So if you have the, the mental capacity and you have the intelligence and you know how to build back better, then no matter what happens, uh, you'll be able to do it wherever you land, because we've seen countless times throughout history where communism takes over, which make no mistake, that's what the CCP is. That's that's who, you know, Biden and his cronies and all those people report to. We know how communism always works out. It never wins for the people. It only wins for a handful of people at the top. So you have to know things to be able to protect yourself and your family, your friends, your loved ones against the types of things that they like to do. And you can look through history and see how it plays out. And again, it's never, ever good for the people. So always invest in yourself. If you want to invest in something, invest in yourself. All right. Um, so, and I'm also going to show you what I did over the past two weeks to invest in myself. All right. Um, so this life hack that we're going to get into right now, I'm going to teach you how to speed read. All right. So I'm going to teach you how to speed read. So this way you can get all the information. All right. In a very quick amount of time. So this book, I made it as a booklet. Obviously, I retained it because I wrote it. Um, it's just kind of like an appetizer to get people to kind of start to understand uh, how blockchain works, all right, what Monarch does. Now, this takes you about an hour to read. Now, there's other books that are amazing books that, um, you know, people like Tom Sowell, you know, he, that he wrote. Um, you know, of course, you know, the Bible, obviously, number one. But there, there's so many different books out there that can help you shape your life and protect yourself. And a lot of people don't have three days to read a book when they can read something in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. So this is something that I've used in the past. I love to read books. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind spending three days to soak up every ounce of a book. But I also like to use these little cheats, these little hacks, because it allows me to see if I really want to read this book or not. Because sometimes you, if you judge a book by its cover or if you look at it, 
and you read the back of it, you read the front of it, you know, you're like, this sounds kind of interesting. And then you read it and you're like, crap, man, I just spent three days reading this pile of crap. Now, if there was only a cheat that would allow me to know what's in this book, at least the main points of it, the real meat and potatoes of it, that would have saved me a lot of time. And I would have got a lot more out of it. And I could have actually learned, you know, maybe 30 books worth of information in three days versus one. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about how you can do that. Okay. So let's start off here with, this is an app that, um, that I've used in the past. It is called Blinkist, okay? A lot of these apps you can get right on your smartphone, you can get right on your computer, and they'll have thousands of books that are already in there. They may not have all the books that you want. That's one of the things that I found out about these apps is, you know, if you want to find a Tom Soul book, you're probably not going to find it here. But they do have other books in here that, um, that cover all different genres, right? So um, like Blinkist right here, I think it, it's about, they don't do a very good job of explaining here, but um, I want to say it costs like nine bucks a month or something like that. Gives you, you know, over a thousand books that you can read. It covers things like finance, personal, personal development, uh, fiction, um, a lot of things like that, right? So it looks like you can, you can start off for seven days for free. So that way, if you like it, great. Um, I think you're going to have to enter your credit card information but you, you try it for seven days. If you don't like it, get rid of it. The one that I found the most useful, I'm going to show you four here just in this really short segment. Um, the one that I found the most useful, uh, whether you like uh, Ty Lopez or not, because he's a part of this, it's called MentorBox. Um, I used this a couple years ago. Uh, I think it's gotten better. Um, I haven't logged in, in in a few years, so I probably need to look and see uh, if I'm even still a member or not. But <clears throat> anyways, they actually, not only do you get the audio book or where you get the, you know, like the, like just kind of like the bullet points of it, you know, visually, they actually have videos. So the author themselves actually explain the book to you in about an hour. So this is like a little bit longer, but it has the author break down their book for you. And it, um, it gives you um, all the meat and potatoes of the book from the author himself, herself, in video format, uh, like it says here, you can talk with other members on MentorBox. So you can, you know, they have like little chat rooms and things. So you can discuss the book with them. Um, it gives you like little cheat sheets and um, a memorization booklet. So that way you'll be able to kind of retain things a little bit better. It's got the video uh, workshop, um, audiobook lessons and nuggets. So uh, this is the one that I found that was uh, the best for me because it gave me kind of lots of different uh, ingredients, right? Um, there's other other phone apps out here. Uh, oh, one of the, let me back up. One of the things that didn't work well for me uh, with MentorBox um, was the mobile version of it. So maybe they've improved it because, like I said, it's been a year or two since I've used it. Um, but it, it's it was it was really good. It was really good. But the mobile version of it wasn't as good as the desktop. All right, uh, Kuber. So this is another one here where they've got uh, looks like 1,500 summarized books and other resources. So this is another one that you can get on the App Store. Most of these things, they're going to charge you a monthly fee. All right, so with this 9 bucks or 20 bucks, I don't know what it is, but it's still cheaper than buying one book, um, you know, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever, right? Uh, and then there's a 12minute.com. So 12minute.com, it's another app that uh, basically gives you access to a, a ton of books that um, allows you to hear it by audio or text, okay? So... It says uh, one micro book per day equals 365 new ideas per year. It's a good idea, right? So if you spend 12 minutes, you know, basically getting the bullet points of a book, uh, that gives you 365 uh, new ideas per day. 
or, you know, kind of shapes your, your mind, shapes your mind a little bit, you know, 365 different times each year. Um, let's see. Okay, so I think that's all that I wanted to cover um, with the hyperinflation, the inflation, as well as a, uh, a little hack to retain books um, very quickly versus taking days and days and days. So um, hit me up with any Q&A that you have. So if you have any questions for me, if not, I'll jump into some news. Um, I got a couple videos for you on the way out. And then, of course, we'll be back Sunday at 1 p.m. So let me know if um, you have any uh, questions for me. Let me check DLive really quick. What is up, Kitty Woo? How you doing? Fart 1000. <laughs> How do you get sober at spot, Beatles? You buy in bulk. All right. So you buy in bulk. Um, let's see here. And um, if you buy in bulk through Josh uh, at Scottsdale Silver, I know you can get it there at the, uh, the bid price. All right. Um, at spot price. Let's see here. I just reached uh, my $1,000 emergency fund today. I'm so balling on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. Part 2020 time. So I'm glad that you're able to sock away $1,000. That is incredible. Good job. Uh, let's see here. Grow your own food. Kitty Woo, 100%. Yeah, that is uh, another amazing way. Uh, start learning how, 100%. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, so Fart says, um, I bought bars and coins, but I would rather buy junk silver at spot ahead of added mint price. 1,000%. Yep, I would much rather buy... Um, you know, just some junk silver coins versus, um, you know, like a, a specialty Walt Disney, Biden, whatever crap silver coin they, they, they mint, and then they charge you $10, $12 over the actual spot price of silver. Uh, let's see here. So JT1Patriot7, thanks for yet another great show, Mr. Robert. Always here for the fam. Happy you enjoyed it. Uh, so... Out Dr. Gal, I'm here late, but we'll catch the replay. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be right on uh, pill.net as well as uh, Foxhole. Um, so Kitty Woo says, what was the first one? First one, what? Let me double check this, make sure that everything is cool. All right. Looks like we're good there. Um, so Joshua Davis says, I need that book. So if you're talking about the uh, Bitcoin and blockchain booklet, um, it was probably sent to you. Just email me at cryptobeetles at gmail.com if you haven't got it, and I will make sure that I uh, tag uh, Tom and we get you uh, set up with a book if you don't have it yet. All right. Let's see. So Dr. Genius Q Quack says, going to spend my tax refund on silver rounds or bars. I, you know, that's, um, I'm not going to say that's a bad idea. Uh, looks like everything here is, looks like everything is cool here. We double check uh, Foxhole. Says, uh, some meter says one bill would buy a Coke. Yeah, uh, would interest rates go up as well? Possibly. Uh, what about gold and silver? Covered that, uh, covered the thoughts on gold. Okay, um, do I have to sign up again for the giveaway on every line live stream? Yeah, I'm sorry, Freedom Fighter. It's just, um, it's the easiest way for Tom to know who to send it to. Um, and Lee Worth, what is up, Lee? I know that you have a, a special guest tonight, so, um, you know, I understand that, uh, you were uh, you were busy tonight, but it's great that you popped in, Lee. Love you. It's always great to have you here. And uh, Scorp Brat zero five says, "Love your life hacks. Awesome. I only do it for the fan because we get so many emails all the time asking about different things. So I just figured these are things that I use. You know, take them or leave them. Doesn't matter to me. Um, obviously, I would love to see all of you become you know better tomorrow than uh, you were today. And Gulf Patriot, always, brother, always." 
All right, let's uh, cover a little bit of news really quick, and then I'll throw out a couple videos that I think everybody needs to see. Um, so I'm not going to read this one. This one here is way too uh, lengthy. I, I touched on it at the very beginning. So just the headline says it all. Biden makes history. First president in 40 years to punt on contacting Israel. Uh, there was even another uh, part in here where he refused to say that uh, they're an ally, right? Let's see here. Let's find that really quick for you. So right here, uh, congressional foreign policy leader slammed Biden's Netanyahu snub, prompting a flurry of questions for White House Press Secretary Jen, let's just call her PSAC, PSAC, that's what she sounds like, that's what she looks like, right, so PSAC, uh, so PSAC, who was declined to disclose when or if Biden will call the Israeli leader, PSAC also said on Friday the White House would not list Israel as a U.S. ally when asked about the relationship during her press briefing. Wow. So there you have it. <laughs> They're not even listing Israel as an ally. But don't don't worry. It gets worse. <laughs> They're coming for our guns next. All right. So for all of us Second Amendment lovers out there, uh, the White House reassures gun control groups it will fulfill ambitious gun control agenda. This came out just, I think, like an hour or two ago. Uh, it says, with control of the House, Senate, and White House, all again through fraud, Mr. YouTube, um, as a backdrop, Biden administration officials in their meeting with gun control advocates conveyed confidence about enacting gun control legislation through legislative and executive actions that in the past has not gotten the votes. Okay, so in the past, they couldn't get the votes. Now, guess what? Well, I guess if you cheat, then um, there, there's actually a really good video on cheating. Uh, but I can't play that one on YouTube because that will for sure uh, find that will that'll put the last nail in the coffin of our, of our channel here for sure. But I will give you the link. All right. But anyways, uh, Rice in Richmond told attendees that president, not our president and um, not our vice president, uh, communist Harris, are ready to act to reduce gun violence and enact common sense gun laws. The main part of Biden's gun control agenda includes banning the manufacture and sales of assault weapons in high capacity magazines, regulating possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act, buying back these weapons in high capacity magazines from citizens, acquiring background checks for all gun sales, ending the online sale of firearms and ammunition and providing more funds to enforce these laws. Of course, Hitler. Um, Shannon Watts, and look, read through history. When they come for your guns, that's when it's coming. That's 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 the first thing that they do. They come for your guns, then they come for your freedom of speech. It's a wrap, all right? Can't allow this to stand. Uh, Shannon Watts, founder of Moms Demand Action, said she is confident that the public will see gun control executive and legislative action in the near future. Lovely. National Rifle Association, which we all know is going through some tough times in New York, trying to relocate to Texas, going through bankruptcy, if I remember right. They're trying everything they can to put it out of business. It says the National Rifle Association has urged members to make their voices heard in opposition to any infringement upon their constitutional rights. Gun rights groups called H.R. 127 the gun apocalypse because the bill would require expensive, psycho expensive psychological evaluations for multiple family members before being able to purchase a gun. So if you want to buy a gun, you got to pass their psych exam, and so does probably everybody in your house or people that 
you used to be affiliated with or maybe your ex-wife or ex-husband. Oh, yeah. uh, Biden wants to ban our semi-auto rifles, tax our guns, mags, and more. He knows the only thing standing in the way to dismantle the Second Amendment is the NRA. Gun owners must stay vigilant and be engaged in elections and legislative process, the NRA told its members. Holy crap. So it starts. You already saw the 50-something EOs. Now they're coming for our guns, peeps. So, fam, we uh, we got to speak out. All right, we got to speak out. Operation Sunlight. So this is the one I want everybody to watch um, because everything, well, like I keep telling you, you know, they, uh, the Democrats, the liberals, not all of them, but I would say the people in power, the people that you're hearing all the time, you know, they lie, then they deny, then they project. You saw that at the hearing. Um, if you watched any of this, this fake uh, impeachment hearing stuff, lie, deny, project. That's what they do. Uh, this video um, is like two minutes long. I can't play it on this. There's no way, but I will drop it in all the chats. I recommend everybody watches it. So I recommend everybody watches this video. It's only a couple minutes long. It's, um, it's very, very impactful. Shows you what's uh, what they say versus, um, you know, like, yeah, exactly. What they say versus what they do and the things that they say that they said, you see what they actually say, um, especially basically lying before, you know, Congress. Okay, um, let's see, I think I had one other. Nope, that's it. That is it. Oh. I had mentioned that um, even I, every single day, not that I'm, you know, uh, the smartest guy on the planet by any means, but God's blessed us and uh, we've done incredible in life. Um, even over the past two weeks, um, they say the uh, the professor said that this is like an MBA class. So like a master's of business administration, like an MBA class, like 40% of it. Um, and so I did this over the course of a couple of weeks, which is um, financial data analysis for leaders, right? For business owners, for people in, um, you know, like, dealing with financial instruments, things like that. So pass this. All right. So even I, you know, even though it's through a leftist, you know, university, uh, math is math. All right. So, um, you know, I passed their uh, UC Berkeley, UC Berkeley, UC Berkeley uh, executive education class. All right. So I don't even have a high school diploma. All right. So just so you all know, like I started my family really, really young with my wife. We were 14 when we got together, 17 when we got married. Uh, welfare, food stamps. I didn't have time to finish high school, to go to college, any of that kind of stuff. I'm absolutely self-taught, <laughs> absolutely self-taught. And so I'm always trying to better myself to where uh, you can put me up against somebody with an MBA, somebody with a PhD, and I'll probably be able to mentally smack them around uh, because I've read so much more than the crap that the Rockefellers, um, you know, indoctrinate our institutions with, right? So I actually, I, I try to read things that actually impact in a positive way you know, our, our, um, you know, our well-being, you know, or whatever it is that we're trying to do. I want to learn as much as I possibly can uh, and as quickly as I possibly can. So that's why things like those little, uh, little life hacks that I'm uh, sharing with you on each one of these shows are things that I actually do, things that I've learned. And so again, I spent two weeks and I um, got my little certificate of completion, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, financial data analysis for leaders. So everybody can do this. Again, I don't even have a high school diploma. All right. So I needed a, a job, not a PhD. All right. <laughs> uh, again, make sure that you go over and you share. Uh, just it's the pen comment right on Gab at Robert Beatles. All right. So at Robert Beatles, share this with your family and friends when they say that Beatles is a freaking nut job. The election wasn't stolen. I'm like really? Here's the proof. Here's the proof. What the media refuses to cover, what the courts refuse to hear. 
shirt. Far and wide. Far and wide. Let me check the uh, chat. All right. Uh, <laughs> Chucky Pisack. Exactly, Kitty Wu. That's great. I love it. Little Chucky doll. Yep. 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 You're absolutely right, Kitty Wu. Okay. Let me check Foxhole really quick. Indoctrination, not education. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Blonde blue Q lady. Blonde blue lady Q. Love you. Thank you. Um, call Patriot right back at you. Fat Andy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Fat Andy, get Trump back. Right. So I don't know if you saw this or not, but Mark Meadows, he uh, was in an article. I forget where I read it. I forget where I read it. But essentially, Trump is not leaving the arena. All right. So we all know the famous quote. And, um, you know, it's 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 the man that uh, actually fights in the arena. The, those are the people that need to be respected, not the people that just talk. And I found it very interesting that uh, Trump says he is staying in the arena. And you remember, Trump has never conceded. And we all know Trump won, period. That's why these uh, electronic voting machines won't allow audits. That's why co courts won't hear the cases. That's why, you know, the uh, Congress did what they did. That's why you had your, your little hoax um, riot. That um, and those aren't my words. These are going to be uh, from Senator uh, Shirky or whatever the hell his name is. Um, you know that's why you had the January sixth, you know, riot to basically push the uh, process forward and to um, you know just totally get rid of the facts, get rid of what really is at stake, and make this thing look all blown out of proportion, worse than a nine eleven event when most of the people that died there, uh, God save the uh, the Air Force um, woman. Um, I forget her name off the top of my head, Bitly, or I'm sorry, Bibbit. I forget her name. Anyways, except for her, um, it seems like everybody else that died, um, they died of some other condition. They, they're having a really hard time proving that anybody actually died there other than the, the Trump supporter that got shot <laughs> right by them. Uh, so anyways, you can hear that directly from him, but we all saw what happened. Uh, Pence uh, became the P word, just like Trump said. And he didn't do the right thing, but we got failed by 90% of the 90, 90% plus. Um, and so that's why Operation Sunlight is so important that we just continue to expose, you know, how, how these people are just working for themselves and their special interests and not for us. And it, it just goes through every layer of society, whether it's our education system, whether it's, you know, the medical system, whether it's our legislators or assembly or Congress or Senate, you know, or fake or fake president. All of it, it all has to be exposed. The voting systems, Hollywood, all of it. You know, you just find the people at the top and then you call them out peacefully. You know, you just hit them up by email, you hit them up by uh, social media, you show up at their offices, peacefully protest, all that kind of stuff. And that's that's how we make our voices heard. And hopefully behind the scenes, there's a lot of stuff going on that's going to benefit us. All right, hopefully. But in the meantime, you know, let's, uh, we, God and we are the plan. Trump says in the opening video, I show you the video in the beginning, problems. Trump tells us that we, you know, are basically the only force strong enough to, um, to affect change. All right. And then at the end, the last video that I always play, I started to play is um, how together we are pretty much unstoppable. So we just, again, Bobby Pitton, 616,000 of us to every one of them. Do the math. <laughs> I've taken you through a lot of math through inflation, but there's 616,000 of us to every one of them. 10% of us, you know, speak up, show up. It's a wrap. But people aren't doing it. They're not doing it. 
you know, not, not enough. God love you. The people that are, you know, the fam out there that is love you. But there's a lot of people that are just kind of sitting on their hands waiting for something to happen. And typically, uh, those things don't usually end up, uh, you know, going the right way for what they're wanting. Usually it's the opposite of what they want. So let's all just uh, show up and speak out. All right. Um, let's take a quick look here. Everything else. Make sure. Um, all right. So anybody that wants, you know, crypto. Sorry, not crypto. Uh, it's too expensive to send right now. It's like $90 to send like a, a penny's worth of crypto. It's ridiculous. Uh, anybody that wants like shirts, hats, books, hoodies, just go over to CryptoBeatles.com. Sorry, the, you know, the fam that has to, you know, enter every single time. But, you know, you're probably getting something every time too. So if you have to enter your information uh, more than once, I'm sorry, but this way Tom can keep track of every single ticket and get it all sent out. All right. Um, if you want to start, you know, playing with crypto now on the Monarch Wallet, it's free. And of course, if you want to uh, be the very first people to uh, play Bull Run, it's free. You can, um, you know, download it today. Uh, if you find any bugs, any kind of problems with it, I'm going to wait a few weeks before we start sending out updates and um, letting the world know outside the fam um, that it's available. You know, feel free to download it, try to break it. Um, let me know what you think. You like, you love it, you hate it, you know, whatever. Uh, just email me at cryptobeetles at gmail.com. Would mean a lot to me. Really appreciate you. Um, I think that's uh, pretty much it. So I got a couple videos for you on the way out. I'll just double check the chat over here. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> what is up, Aaron? Aaron says Heather loves Chucky. That she does. <laughs> Ashley Babbitt. That's her name. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Ashley Babbitt. Um, so Tony um, Glorioso sixty one Trump lawyers torpedo impeachment narrative. You're right. I was very worried when I saw the opening remarks a few days back with um, with his two attorneys. It's like, man, these guys are really boring. They say a lot, uh, but it's really not, you know, that impactful. But, you know, today that 13-minute uh, video, that 22-minute segment of, or so was just, you know, damning to the whole Democrat narrative. You're right. It just torpedoed the entire thing. Uh, so, Donna, what is up, Donna? Um are you visiting uh, Virginia anytime soon? Um, you know, I used to go to Virginia all the time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really travel uh, too much uh, by plane anymore because I don't do the mask thing. But um, I would love to see you, Donna. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's see. What else do we got here? Um, it's Dr. Genius QWAC. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, Heather, you are awesome as well. Uh, Litecoin leader, uh, please timestamp the life hack in the comments. <laughs> oh, I suck at that stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see, gold mines. Uh, so Chris Key says, gold mines I know of um, are in Africa and Brazil. I forgot uh, where the other is. Yeah, so just remember, you know, it's uh, supply and demand, right? So you've got diamonds, which are, you know, everywhere, but they restrict the actual supply so that's what keeps the value or the price really high um, you know gold obviously there's not as much of that as diamonds silver the same thing but um, you know we have mines we have mines all over the world uh, but that's one of the reasons why Africa has been so suppressed right over the years because they have uh, so many resources uh, so Michelle has what says I heard China farms in Iran for metal um, for the bitcoins, I thought we are against China and Iran. Well, it's funny when you 
when you go from a man of the people like Trump and then supposedly we have this freaking CCP agent, we all know that um, Iran is essentially a puppet of China and China is a puppet of the global cabal. So there you go. Um, love you back, Joshua Davis. Um, Digibyte. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so Jody says, is uh, XRP going to be worth anything? So right now, um, Ripple, XRP, um, the, the company's Ripple, XRP is their cryptocurrency. Uh, they're going through some SEC um, issues right now. And so that's why it's not being um, bought or sold on all the exchanges in the United States. It is in other um, countries. But once they get that worked out, and I'm sure that they probably will, uh, because typically when you have SEC issues, when you're a company of that size, you pay a fine and then you go back to doing things a little bit different, but back to business. All right. That's what's historically happened in the crypto world is they pay a fine. They tweak their business model a little bit and then they go back to business. And once that happens, then I think the fear that you hear about in XRP will be uh, mostly diminished. All right because they have a great team, they're well-funded, great marketing, great community. And you know what? Like I've said from day one, it freaking works, all right? There's so many crypto projects out there that just doesn't work. Uh, Redmare17 says, I opened a Monarch wallet, bought some Bitcoin. Please help me understand it. Um, yeah, we have videos on the Monarch wallet channel on YouTube that walks you through the basics of it. But yeah, when you buy Bitcoin, uh, it just goes right to your decentralized wallet. You are the Monarch. Nobody can touch the cryptocurrency other than you. You are the monarch, right? You are the king of your own financial uh, affairs. All right. Um, looks like everybody else. I'm reading backwards, so very sorry for everybody that I missed. I know I just kind of ramble sometimes. Uh, Chris Key says Pence is a cyborg. Yeah, I think he's worse than that, but yeah. Um, let's see. On the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, on the trail of the, yep, exactly, Shahid. I thought you were going to start sending me some Denver or some, some John. I thought you were going to sing me some John Denver for a minute. Uh, Donna says, every time I come to California, I never see you. Uh, I see your wife though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next time you're out or next time I'm out, I'll make sure that uh, we all get together, drink a beer or something. Uh, let's see. Jay crypto minded. Uh, let's see. Would you move the Monarch token over to ADA or Avalanche? So I definitely think we need to move it to another blockchain. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I picked Ethereum because it has the most, um, developers as the largest development community, but it's just so expensive to use. Uh, and it's so slow. Um, there needs to be something else, but the problem with ADA. So, you know, I know Charles Hoskinson, you can go to my socials and see pictures of us together. Um, I know Charles brilliant guy. Uh, if he does 10% of what he says he's going to do, Cardano is going to be, you know, a huge success. Uh, we've worked with their developers. My developers have worked with their developers. We're trying to add them to the Monarch wallet. Uh, we had some issues. Um, and maybe they've gotten those issues worked out. I don't know. But the problem with using or creating a token on uh, Cardano or ADA right now is it's going to limit the amount of exchanges that would be able to accept ADA tokens, not the ADA coin itself. And then the infrastructure behind ADA needs to be such to where it can, um, you know, I guess, substantiate all the, the different tokens that would be uh, migrating over to their chain. So I haven't seen that yet. Um, I need I need to take a look and see if they've uh, upped their game since the last year or two when we, went, when we were working with their uh, with their devs. But, uh, 
you know, I'll take a look at it. There's like Tomo chain works incredible, but again, same problem. The tokens aren't supported on a lot of exchanges. The coin itself is, but the tokens aren't. And forgive me for everybody that doesn't understand cryptocurrency. Uh, simply put, um, you have your blockchain and the blockchain has a coin typically. All right. You can then fragment that blockchain or make copies of that blockchain or utilize that blockchain in a different manner for yourself. And that's called a token. All right. So you have the token, which is something that you're doing with like Ethereum, but the Ethereum network itself uses what's called Ethereum. All right. So hopefully that's uh, clear for all the fam out there that has no idea what crypto is. Um, so Christian Moore says, what if Trump planned the whole thing this way? Get them all in court and let them screw it up by lying to Congress. Brilliant. Just saying, hey, look, Trump's a brilliant guy. Um, I'm not saying that that couldn't happen obviously, but I just have to look at the cards that we've been dealt and realize that Trump even himself tells us that we're the plan, all right? So Trump himself says that the only force strong enough to take back our country in a peaceful way is us. That's what he says, his own words. You can watch the beginning of the video. So I'm going to keep doing that. I know he's never conceded. I know today he said he's not leaving the arena, whatever that means. Um, we know that there's possibly things happening in the background. I don't know what they are. You know, there's only a probably a handful of people that do. That's why I always tell y'all to be careful of that uh, circle of people out there that are spewing all this fantasy crap and then everything that they've ever said has never happened, period. But they just keep feeding hopium because everybody keeps coming back to buy their books or to, uh, you know, bump up, pump up their analytics or whatever the hell they're doing. Uh, but I'd be very wary of those people, especially when you look at their track record. You know, just look at their actions, not their words. So be very, very careful because I know everybody wants to help him. I, I get it. I get it. But I'm telling you, as long as we do our part, we can be victorious. And of course, we know who the real POTUS is. All right. So Gene Art, love you back. Um, Go Founders, love you back. Chili Breeze, what is up? So, all right, Fridays are usually, you know, really uh, chillaxed. We usually, everybody, it's it's a little bit later show. Our later shows usually don't have as much fam hanging out with us. They usually come back and watch it afterwards. So uh, Sunday, um, you know, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be back. And I will um, have a bunch of really cool stuff to talk about then. I have some ideas of what I want to talk about. Um, nothing Everything, as you can see, nothing scripted. I just <laughs> kind of ramble uh, for a while, but hopefully everybody enjoyed themselves. Hopefully the fam got some value out of this. Um, let me know, you know, CryptoBeatles, gmail.com, uh, what you like, what you don't uh, in these videos. Let me know if there's other things you want me to cover as well. Obviously, we will, um, you know, uh, you know, be sending out all the, the books and everything for, for the fam. And uh, we'll be back Sunday at 1 p.m. as well. Uh, for people that uh, still out there say that uh, Biden is our POTUS, um, nope. Let me just remind everybody really quick. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Oops. Don't worry. That's not the video that I'm sharing at the end with uh, Shirky or whatever, whatever his name is. But I just find that that's 
very relevant for people that say, oh, that's, it's impossible, it's impossible. And then you follow it up with a 60 second video. Start with a virus, import it into America. Talk about it nonstop. Call some governors. Not them, not them. That's your guys. Put patients into nursing homes. Tell thousands. Blame the president. Keep blaming. Blame some more. Lock down small business. Kill the economy. Push mail-in voting. Stoke a race war. Call for riots. Pick a candidate. No, not her. Yeah, that's more like it. Lock him in his basement. Shield him from the press. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Keep doing that. Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the pause. Pump. Pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Pull out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy. Oops, I don't think the uh, the left wants you to share that video. That's why it's been banned pretty much everywhere, right? So it's one of those that it's only 60 seconds, but it opens so many people's eyes. It's kind of like the appetizer before the meal. So that way you can basically just say, look, here's how they did it in a nutshell. And then you send them to uh, at Robert Beatles on Gab for all the actual meat and potatoes in the links there. And um, it's, it's there. So Freedom Fighter says, uh, can you share that Biden video on Gab? Just go to Gab. Uh, it's just Robert Beatles. It's right there pinned at the top. Take it. Share it. You know, share the, you know, just, um, you know, I guess you can just re repost it, uh, the entire comment, or just select what URLs you want to share with um, with your family and friends as well. But all that stuff is there. That, all the Peter Navarro reports, uh, Mike Lindell's uh, videos, uh, I'm waiting for his newest one to come out on Gab, and then I'll post that there. I'm just going to keep building this archive uh, for anybody that says, you know, that we're crazy people for knowing that uh, Biden didn't win. I don't care what YouTube says. I can take down our channel. No big deal. We're still on Biz TV and Pill.net and Foxhole and all these other great platforms. Uh, forget the uh, the dumpster fire YouTube. Uh, that needs to be uh, shown all over the world. Everybody needs to show that with uh, their friends and family. And even if you look at the Mike Lindell video, that has like... Uh, 70 or 80 million, 70 or 80 million views. Just the Michael Lindell video called uh, Absolute Proof. So there's a uh, another video that he did with uh, Steve Bannon, I believe one or two days ago. I'm still waiting for that. It was, um, I think, aired on OAN or somewhere else. But um, it uh, as soon as as soon as I see it on Gab, um, I'll make sure that I put it there in that pinned comment. Um, so we'll just have this little archive that everybody can go to and just, you know, share freely, you know, so Gab, you know, speak freely, well, share that freely, make sure that everybody uh, sees the information because it's the truth. It's what the media will not show you. It's what the courts will not hear. It's what um, our leaders uh, are terrified of because I believe that 90% of them got in to office using this exact same method. And that's why they're refusing to call it out. You can go back in that video that I uh, put the link in, you can go back and look at the uh, the testimony, the, like, uh, what's his name? 
Bernie Sanders. You can look at him. You can look at Clinton. You can look at all these people saying the exact same thing that I'm saying right now, saying that this election was stolen. All right. They say the same thing prior. Now, they were never, you know, called crazy people or something like that by the media for saying it. Uh, although we know it wasn't true. We know Trump won. You go back to 2005. They're making the same, you know, claims and assertions to, uh, to people. But if we do it, somehow we're, we're freaking, I don't know, we're some kind of like terrorists or something, right? Because we have the evidence. We have the proof. It's uh, them that have let us down. And they don't let the evidence and the proof make it to the courtroom. They don't let it make it to the press. They don't let it make it to the Senate, Congress, all that kind of stuff. We know what happened. We know what happened. So share it far and wide. All right. So Fanny says, where can I buy XRP? Um, so XRP, I don't think you can buy through Monarch right now because of the SEC issues that it has going on. But I believe you can buy it through Binance. Um and they are out of Malta, all right? So Binance Asia, they used to be out of China. They left China. I think they went to Malta. Um, there, there's like OKEX, and there's, there's um, what other one is there? Um, I forget, oh, Wobi and a few others. But I think, I think those are for sale um, in other countries. Um, well, I mean, uh, so AJMC, Gloffin, not stolen, just rigged. Isn't it kind of the same? I mean, so if if you put your vote for Trump and it's then allocated to Biden through adjudication, isn't that stolen from you? Isn't that your most precious right as a citizen that you have is your vote? To me, I, I think that's kind of stolen because they, they stole your intention. They stole your obligation uh, to the country. And make no mistake, if you're a citizen of the United States, you have an obligation to vote. It's your most precious right. So um, I, I think that it's... Uh, stolen. And obviously we know that uh, it was rigged too. So you're right. Um, it was definitely rigged, but I still think it was stolen. Uh, court is corporate operations. Yep. Yep. I agree with you there. Uh, Golovin. All right. Cool. Well, let me uh, get everybody out of here. All right. So I got a couple, couple videos on the way out. Uh, impactful. I think you should watch Shirkin because he, he tells us these are the same a-holes that are up there in the Senate and Congress pretending like this riot was the worst thing since 9-11. And they tell you that like cocaine Mitch could have been a part of it. You know, they, they tell you that it's a, it's a hoax. These people, it's all theater. When these people are up there and they're pretending to fight between each other, 90% of them, they're all on the same damn team and it's not ours. All right. So operation Stun operation sunlight. All right. Let's get this video out for you. I love you all. It's always great to hang with the fam. Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we'll be back. We'll have another life hack for you. Bunch of news. Probably just uh, just chill out and just uh, you know take your questions and cover some news. It'll be kind of a, a chill Sunday, all right? So love you all. Uh, much respect back at you. Uh, AJMC Coffin, all right? Mad respect for you as well. Freedom Fighter. Love you all. God bless you all. Let me find this uh, video on the way out for you, and I will uh, continue to try and chat with, with the fam uh, through these videos, too. So as you're, you know, watching it, and if you have any questions, things like that, I'll, you know, try to hang out with everybody and answer as we go. So here we go. All right. So this is uh, Shirky. All right. And Shirky is the, he's a Senate. Uh, he's, I think he's a Senate uh, majority leader. All right. If I remember right, Senate majority leader, Shirky. 
right? So you see how he acts on TV. Here's how he acts when he gets caught Project Veritas style. In September, uh, I met the bipartisan group first. And they were begging to have the law changed to allow them to pre count because they were expecting to be able to load the capacity balance and they were worried about being able to process them in time on much of night. We did allow them to pre-stage, open up the open up their envelopes, unfold them, set them in, in buckets. But I, I would not allow them to pre-count because we couldn't prove to me that they could prevent early reporting. Now we'll have time. Well, I regret that because uh, that created a lot of now, why did they put the cardboard up on the windows? Oh, it was just something they they, they screwed up on. I mean, they just it was all the emotion in that set TCF center was so high, and it was caused by both sides. It wasn't just Democrats. Okay. Mostly related to I'm sorry, related to who? Training. 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 Yeah, I could see that. I think people were going there looking for a flight. What about the DC thing? I was there. <laughs> so, um, that's what? Not at all. That's been a hoax from the day one. That was off the arrangement. Lance was on the front line too. Do you know if they went in the front before they went in the back? They did. They did go in the front before the back? They did. I already know that for a fact. They went in, in separate buses. I mean, that was all, you know, arranged by somebody who was funding it. Well, I was right up on the gate in the front. Really? No, oh, I, no, in the you're back. back. So We're in the back. In the back. Okay. Um, was why was they security actually their own guards? Why wasn't there more security? Yeah, there was like there was 30 guards out back there. there. It, was, it, was, it was ridiculous. It was all staged. You think it was DC uh, the mayor influence? I think she just Yeah. I think it was kind of hot. How does that? Hell, uh, Mitch McConnell was part. I was going to say the one. That, he was the one that was part of the decision making. How much? How much security they have on stand? I think they wanted to have this. Hey, peeps, just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beatles shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading New Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you on the next one.